Today's Leading Women, episode 100. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Amanda C. Brooks. Amanda Brooks is a lifestyle entrepreneur, a seven-time marathon finisher, writer and speaker, helping others enjoy the healthy living journey. She is the founder of the popular blog, Run to the Finish, where she shares her story, clean eating recipes, workout ideas, running tips, motivation, expert interviews, travel, adventure, joy, and life, all of which is geared towards helping others understand clean eating and not dieting, enjoy the fitness habit, create a healthy life without all the stress, and find consistent motivation to reach your goals. So women of the world, Miss Amanda Seabrooks, welcome to the show. Hi. We are excited to have you on our show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Amanda, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Absolutely. So one of the things that I definitely get asked all the time is how to start a blog. And starting the blog is the easy part. You can go out to WordPress or Blogger and be set up in an instant. What people don't realize is everything that goes with that. So to have a successful blog doesn't happen overnight. It sometimes seems that way because someone starts to appear everywhere. And so they seem like an overnight success. But most people have really been putting in the effort for quite some time. So for me, it really was a matter of something that I started because I simply wanted to talk about running to someone besides my husband. And I am truly passionate about it. So over time, others really started to join me and we started to create a community where people could talk about it. And that sort of grew as I grew. So I'm in my 30s now and life has to be a little more than running. So it has to really be for me about the entire healthy living journey. And I realized the more I talked with people and started coaching people how exciting it was to help them understand that healthy didn't have to be so hard. It didn't have to mean lifting weights if you hate it. It didn't have to mean eating kale if you hate it. There are all kinds of ways to do it. And I think um, the fact that I'm able to kind of show that and show that it's fun has been what's really helped run to the finish grow. 
I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved from starting from with you sharing your own experience, talking about what you're passionate about, uh, about running. And then it grew to a, a community and now people are wanting, wanting, wanting more. <laughs> like what is, how does, what does it take to live a healthy, to live a healthy, fulfilling life? I love that how it evolved to what it is right now. So thank you for sharing that one. Now, what can you say was the defining moment that you made you say that this is my business? There was really, for me, a tipping point. So I was working full-time as an e-commerce consultant, and I was doing the blog after hours. And the blog sort of hit a point where I realized I either needed to make something of it in terms of a business, or I almost needed to let it go because of the amount of time and the requirements. And I was having a little bit of a health crisis at the moment brought on largely by the volume of work and the stress of the work that I was doing. And I realized I didn't want to live that way. So I might as well jump feet first into this blog and see if I could really turn it into something. Worst case scenario, I'd get a different job in the future. Um, luckily for me, that hasn't been necessary. I've been able to really turn this into something that that feels good and is, um, you know, taking care of our household. Wow, I can totally relate with you what you said because with me as well, I'm an I'm a nurse by profession, and uh, the, I was doing this side uh, this business on the side, and yeah, you're right. There come a time that wow, you really because it will require a lot of your time and energy, especially if your audience are growing, and now you really have to make a decision. Okay, am I gonna go full force in this, or you, know, you have to give up one <laughs> for the sake of the other? And yeah, it, it is a risk, but it, it was. Uh, it, it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. And I'm sure you do as well. Yes, absolutely. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry. And that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. I think for me, it might be a little different than what a lot of people assume for me, I heard the term lifestyle entrepreneur, and I just knew that's what I wanted to guide my life. So to me, that really embraces the idea that I don't live to work. I work to live. And creating a job that actually allows me to live bigger, live more. So a job where people pay me to travel, a job where people pay me to run, a job where people pay me to talk about running. Um, it wasn't something that I ever knew was possible, but that title for me just really encapsulated it. And it's what continues to drive me at this point. I love what you said about the, 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 the phrase that you said about working to work to live and not live to work. You know yeah. what? That really came to thinking like, that's really true. I mean, we can design our life to, you know, to work you know, however we want it. And having a business, uh, being an entrepreneur affords that for us, that flexibility that to be able to design the kind of lifestyle that we want to have. And that's one of the perks of being an entrepreneur because you can do that. Uh, I mean, having 
having a a nine to five job, for example, you know, you won't have that kind of flexibility. So when you are an entrepreneur, you are able to design the kind of lifestyle you want around it. And I love when you said about about that phrase. I'm definitely going to take note of that and then read it every day because that really got me like, you are absolutely right. We should work to live and not the other way around. Yep. Love it. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? I think a couple of things for me would be one is that I'm very self-driven. So as an entrepreneur, you're often by yourself a lot. And I luckily am able to really motivate myself. I don't need a team or people checking in with me to get things done. So I think that's huge when you take off on this entrepreneurial journey. If you're not that way, then find a workspace that you can go to where there are people every day to help you stay focused. Um, I'm also a planner by nature. So I, you know, use an editorial calendar. I know everything that's coming up. I pack for trips a week in advance. So I'm, I'm a person who doesn't do anything last minute. And I think that's extremely helpful. And I think the final thing really is that I treat anyone who comes to me with respect. So whether they are coming to me for business Um, as a sponsor or whether they're coming to me as someone who's just excited about running and they just want to have a conversation. They're not even paying me. I treat all of them with the respect that I think they deserve. And I hope that that sort of comes back to me. Yes, being self-driven, being a planner and treating everyone with respect. Love those traits and qualities that you've just shared and our listeners can uh, take away from, uh, with and they can learn from. You know what? I believe that qual- personal traits and core qualities are, cu- you can cultivate this uh, traits or this qualities. So adapt them to, your, to yourself and, you know, have them as one of your arsenals. So for our listeners out there, this personal qualities that Amanda has just shared us or put them in your tools or your arsenal of tools and cultivate them as you go along and build this business that you are so passionate about because it will help you as it is with me as well so thank you for sharing those now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur you know as entrepreneurs we face daily challenges that define our being and to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you so what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today I think one of the biggest challenges is that there's no roadmap, there's no guide. So, you know, previously you knew in your job what the next step was or, you know, where you would get promoted to or what someone else expected of you. Suddenly you're entirely in charge of everything. And especially in the world that I'm in with blogging and freelancing, there's just no roadmap. It hasn't been around that long. So, For me, it was a matter of going back to repeatedly my core values of how I wanted to feel, who I wanted to touch, um, and really that idea of being a lifestyle entrepreneur. So what did I need to do every day to create the lifestyle that I wanted? I love that one because I can totally relate to what you've said. I mean, 
coming from an, being an employee, having having a job, and knowing that you know I am being told, I, I mean I know exactly what is expected of me, and they okay I'm gonna be there from this time to the, the end of the day, and so it's like you you already are you already know what is expected of you, and when you venture into entrepreneurship, no one is there to tell you what to do. I mean you really have to design your your business and your life uh, being an entrepreneur according to how you want and according to how you are going to achieve this goal or or whatever it is that you want to achieve being an entrepreneur and absolutely this is a challenge and for our listeners out there you you know what um it is going to be being an entrepreneur and, and being an employee is so different but then it doesn't have to be a, a big challenge because like what amanda said there are you know, there are a lot of resources nowadays actually to, you know, to build, you know, whatever kind of business you want. I mean, there are people who come came before us, you know, find those people and then learn from them and, and also have a goal that what it is that you want to achieve and then go from there. Let it, let that goal be your guide, be your roadmap to where it is you want to go. Love that concept that you've just shared. And I'm sure our listeners totally relate to that one as one of the challenges that you face. And I'm sure I had too. Now, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? I laugh sometimes at the idea of balance in general because I almost think it it doesn't exist. Um, I think at any given point, you're maybe more focused on one thing than another. I do a couple of things that in general, I think just make me happy. Um, So one is that at a certain point every night, I am off of every form of electronics possible. I don't look at an email. I don't look at Twitter, social media, even though all of that is my job. And for me, it's usually around like eight at night. I'm just totally done. I don't look at anything. I don't ever take electronics into the bedroom. So it's not waking me up in the middle of the night. Um, So that for me is important. And then the other thing is being an entrepreneur, you can make your own schedule. So I like the idea that when I'm on a roll, I keep going. And that actually for me means doing a little bit of work every day. So I actually work seven days a week, but it's not eight to 10 hours a day, seven days a week. If I need on a Wednesday to take four hours and go to the beach, then I'll go to the beach. And Saturday, then, you know, I'll work for a couple of hours. So that's one of the lessons I sort of learned was if you're on a roll and things are going well, instead of taking that break and that two days off where you kind of lose steam and lose momentum, if you just keep doing a little bit every day, it almost feels a lot easier So for me, that really helped. And then just recognizing that it really was up to me to say no when I I needed to stop. So that's important. I think even without a boss, it's easy to feel like you must do all the time. Um, So those are at least a couple of things that have that have helped me. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I love what you've just shared, uh, some of the tips that you've just shared that you're doing in your life to make, create this work-life balance that, to me, I often say it's a myth for us being entrepreneur because we are so passionate about what we're doing. Sometimes 24 hours is not enough. Yes. And for us, yes, and for us, it's not, it's not work anymore because we love what we do. So we don't think of it as work. But like what you've said, it's really important to find that, you know, the boundary you know like what you're doing every night you switch off everything after eight o'clock all electronics are turned off so then you know that okay work mode is finished now you're gonna you're gonna turn off the work mode and then you know now you know that you okay it's finished now it's gonna be another area of your life to sleep mode or the family time and then i love when you say about making everything make your own schedule because that's one of the perks of being an entrepreneur we have that possibility we have that chance to make our own schedule but at the same time we really have to be worried about that okay we we know when when it's time for us to work we know when it's time for us to you know, spend other times to other us to t- spend other time for other us area of our lives because it's not our life is not only about business. We also have ourselves. We also have to take care of our family. We also have to spend those me time. I love those me time because it really helps you rejuvenate or you re-energize and knowing when to say no. This is really huge. So for our listeners out there, you know especially those who are thinking of going into business or being an entrepreneur, you, you know, you will, whatever kind of lifestyle you're going to, you're going to, you want to have, you're going to be able to work this work-life balance to fit your lifestyle. And what's important thing is that you're not neglecting the other aspect of your life. Um, if you have a family, you know, it's really important to spend time with the family. But for me, I do batching. I batch my my work so that I know. Okay, Mondays, for example, I do I do my social media. I upload thing. I upload my my tweets, for example. Then I know exactly what I do on certain days, and then I give myself, you know time during every day to be be out there and just because it really helps you to to re-energize and to get you back to a more focused uh, mode when you because if you are just sitting in the computer all day especially for us working at home it's so tempting to feel like we are doing a lot when in fact you know we're not really productive so it's really important to get away as often as you could to just have a break in between and then work when you are in the flow Love those tips that you've just shared. So thank you for sharing those. All right, now let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well and without success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. You know, I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I think that's a fantastic way to put it. So for me, you know, when I was starting out in the working world, I really thought finance was pretty much how you defined success. And for me, everything was about growing and getting that next title. But now it's really, I want to be financially successful to the extent that we're happy and we can do the things that we want to do. We can have the things that we want to have. 
we're fairly minimal people, so that's not anything excessive. Um, so as long as that is taken care of, after that, it's really having that feeling of excitement about what I'm doing and knowing that success changes over time. So, you know, even with my running, what was successful to me 10 years ago is not what I consider success now. So I think it's really important to be okay with knowing that your goals and your benchmarks are going to keep changing. And as long as you're striving for something to be okay with that. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, what really gratifies or what really fulfills us is knowing that we are happy with what we're doing, what we are putting out there. And of course, I agree with you, the financial metrics, those are part of our benchmarks or those are part of our goals as an entrepreneur, because we are in business for that matter to sustain us. But at some point, you know, you transcend beyond that and ask yourself, you know, one time or one morning, how do you, what success means to you? How do you define it? And you often, you know, feel that what, what really comes to, from your heart is that knowing that you are making, you are putting something out there that makes a difference to other people. Knowing that you, someone, you are making someone's happy because of what you are um, offering out there or what you are putting out there. And I think that's what, what's fulfilling and what's gratifying. Love those. Love your perspective on that. So thank you for sharing. Now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Sure. One of the biggest things, I think, is learning to ask for what you want. So this is more than just, you know, telling people, here's what I'm aiming for. It's really being willing to open yourself up and hear the word no. But if you don't ask, then people don't even know that that's what you want. So being willing to truly ask for what you want, whether that means in a sales pitch, giving them the actual true financial number that you want and then, you know, sort of lowballing it. Um, but if you don't ask, they don't know that's what you want or what you expect. So I think that's huge. And the second part of that is that no is not that scary. No is not a broken bone. It's just not nearly as painful as we make it up in our mind to be. So after you get used to hearing it a number of times, you start to realize that the worst thing that can happen when someone says no is you move on. It's just not as bad as we make it out to be. And I think the third thing is to really be open to always learning new things. That for me has definitely been a big thing. I'm constantly reading new books. I'm talking with others who are in the same industry and other industries because we can learn so much from other industries even how they're doing things that helps you stand out in your own industry so those are really probably the three things that i would say i wish i had recognized right away 
huge takeaways there and uh, let me just summarize that one for our listeners the first is to learning learning to ask for what it is you want and the second is that no is not that scary and take it as an opportunity you know they used to say that after those no's turn those no's into yes and after that no there will be a yes so have you have in mind that you know what no is not the end of the world no it's not it's not going to be you know the defining moment for you so don't take no as a as a as a barrier as a hindrance but take it as an opportunity and then the third one is to be open to learning new things and i agree with you there's a lot there, there are new things almost every day and we can always learn from each other from people who are putting things out there, good things out there. And technology is also you know, changing almost every day. So there's a lot to learn. But it, you know what? We have to be willing to to op- be open to learning new things and to be willing to make time to learn all of this that are important in building our business. So thank you for sharing this valuable tips and valuable takeaways that our listeners can take action on actually today. Now, Amanda, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. I have to be honest, being a superhero sounds totally overwhelming. (laughs) So I think um, if I could be someone, maybe Ellen, because she brings people a lot of joy. And I think at the end of the day, that's a pretty fantastic legacy to have. Is it Ellen... Ellen DeGeneres. DeGeneres, yes. I love her as well. She, She makes me smile all the time every time I listen to her. Yep. Yes. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business? For me, the two biggest things that I use all the time are Windows Live Writer. So that's how I'm able to format and schedule all of my posts. And then honestly, Evernote. Um, I am traveling constantly and that helps me keep quick notes so that I can always pull a post together or details or a business contact. Um, That's really been extremely helpful. Yes, I love Evernote as well. I mean, it's my right hand and I use it every day. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Yeah, so there's about a million that I love. I think one of the best is always Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That one is phenomenal. Another one that's a much smaller read is by Og Mandino. Um, Just about any of his are also great for just the idea of how to connect with others. And they also talk a little bit about sales, which I feel like is a big scary area for a lot of people. Yeah, those are classics. And yeah, I mean, how to win friends and influence uh, influence people. That's really like a, a, a staple that we should make that one as a staple for entrepreneurs. I mean, uh, you can re- you, ha- you can read that one like almost yeah every day, and you will learn uh, learn 
something new, even though you've, you've read it many times, because I find it myself that every time I reference it, I learn something new on it every time. Absolutely. It's a staple. Now, last but not least, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or with your service. Sure. So, I mean, I operate in a couple of different ways for those who are looking to get a business off the ground and really need some social media help or some feedback on their website. I do consulting. You know, in the past, I was a consultant for Fortune 500 companies. So it's fun now to do it for, you know, people who are a little bit smaller and getting growing um, to bring that knowledge to them. And then really on the one-on-one basis, I do marathon coaching and half marathon coaching. So for folks who are really wanting to get better and enjoy that, that's another side of my job that I really love. And what's the best way that they can connect with you and learn more about about this as well and uh, learn more about you and kind of watch how you grow and succeeding more so that they can serve as an example of our own efforts and so we all can be more than we are today. Sure. So I am runtothefinish.com and that is my name on every platform you can think of. So Run to the Finish on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. I'm I'm everywhere. <laughs> so that's runtothefinish.com and from there you can link to her social media sites. And by the way, for our listeners out there, all of this resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Amanda Brooks or just type in her name Amanda Brooks on the search bar and it will find it for you. So for those of you listening while you're driving, um, I will have those links and the resources on the show notes as well. But again, that link is runtothefinish.com. Amanda, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you. It was fantastic to be here. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. inspired and empowered to make it happen then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iphone apps that these high achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download and we'll see you on the next episode of today's leading women with marie grace berg